Welcome back to the Etcetera's Podcast. As always, I'm Eddie Gonzalez. I'm joined by my man, Kevin Durant. Kay, you haven't played in a while, so I don't have too many superlatives or stats or anything to introduce you. You're just Kevin today. What's going on? Everything is everything. We got a special guest. I'd rather talk about him. Yeah, man. Like, I want to get right to our guest. I, I thought of, like, the best possible way I could to describe him, to introduce him, and to make sure I did him justice. And then I learned that he does not fancy himself a designer, which shocked me. Hmm. Uh, and I, I would love no to know. labels. Man. Yeah, which I no think labels. is part of it, or at least didn't a few years ago when he did this interview. So we have with us the founder of Fear of God, um, a man who had just entered a very intriguing partnership with Adidas. They've been very vague about exactly what that is. I'm going to ask him a lot. And one of the best dressed humans on earth. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Lorenzo. Jerry. Thank you so much for doing this, man. Shout out to your brother. Shout out to my man, Blue. Help put this all together for us. Happy to have you here, man. How are you living? Uh, I'm amazing, man. Th thank you for having me, man. That was the, that was the best introduction ever. So <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that, man. Looks like you're in your studio now. You're working on some super secret things we'll find out about in years from now or what's going on over there with you? Uh, right now, we're like in a, this kind of like temporary space, a little makeshift studio. We're building out our new home, like around the corner. So I'm like surrounded by racks of samples and vintage references from 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 all over. Um, yeah, some of the stuff is current. You see behind me some of the stuff. Yeah, you won't see for another year or two. Now I found out that a lot of what you do is rooted in sports. Uh, your 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 brand started almost as a necessity for a friend of yours, Matt Kemp, and. Uh, and, and a lot of the inspiration comes from sports. Your father, he played in Major League Baseball. He was a coach for a long while. What, what was it about sports for you? Let's just start the beginning of the journey, I guess. What was it about sports for you that grabbed you and, and still impacts you to this day? Um, I mean, I'm an old head, man. So, you know, I graduated high school in 95. So, you know, all of my uh, aspirational figures that I looked up to, you know, whether it was Jordan, whether it was AI, um, you know, they had a swag on the court, off the court that, you know, I wanted to emulate as a kid, you know, I was never into, um, fashion in that way where I cared about who was creative directing, you know, fashion houses. I was more so concerned with, you know, what am I looking like leaving the house day to day? You know, how, how, how do I look and feel like Mike? You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, and, you know, I guess in growing up in a baseball household, um, having access to see, you know, Delano DeShields, you know, you, you could even talk about him often on the baseball field. He was the first player to like, you know, had the high socks. I think he was the first that had the high top cleats. And then even watch, watching him like come to the ballpark, you know, he was, you know, super swagged out so you know i'm from that era where you know what does jay say walk like a ball player you know ball ball players always had the swag you know it wasn't it wasn't today some of these fashion kids <laughs> <laughs> true so when would you say is the first time you re really got into fashion no around what age um my first job in undergrad i was at florida a m and I played baseball at, at FAM and uh, worked at the Gap in the mall. Um, after that, graduated and um, 
my dad was managing with the White Sox in Chicago and I worked retail there, I was working at Diesel, kind of like in the heyday, like late 90s when Diesel was really popping. And then moved to LA early 2000s to finish grad school, continued to work at like Dolce & Gabbana. Um, but this was just kind of like my passion. I just, I just liked, you know, being on the retail sales floor. Um, and but ended up going, finishing grad school, got a, a job front office with the Dodgers doing like corporate sales, just trying to like follow uh, my dad's footsteps but always worked retail like on the weekends to like supplement my income. Um, and then, you know, fast forward after that, when I started the brand, I had all this subconscious understanding of fashion just based on being on my feet, retail and like hustling and, um, uh, and selling. And then, you know, I, I always say like, you know, every day we, we wake up and make a decision on how we want to present ourselves, you know, I think we're all experts in, in getting dressed. You know, we got to do it every single day. And I think if you just pay attention to what you've been doing over the course of your life, um, there's some codes to that. There's some like, um, uh, there's a playbook that's consistent with that. And so for me, it's just really getting to understand, you know, what play have I been running my whole life? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then, you know, understanding that play and then now now that play lives through you know whether we go collaborate with Xenia through suiting or doing you know suiting and tailoring within our own mainline collection uh how does that playbook live in a, at a at a accessible price point through essentials um and now further taking that that playbook to adidas and you know looking to change the game over there now you you're completely self-taught correct so what is what, what what is the nature of that when you get going and finally decide like okay I actually want to make a business out of this I actually want to commit myself to this full time yeah. what are kind of the steps you go through at that point man it's exactly kind of that I mean at the at the time I started the brand I was throwing parties in LA and the dudes spending the most money were like my homies Crooks and Castles some of the cats from Supreme uh, the hundreds my boy Nick Diamond, Mega, who had black scale. I'm like, man, like all these cats have brands. You know what I mean? And it just felt like an attainable um, profession. And nothing nothing against all my homies I just named, but I was like, man, if, if I could dress better than these cats, I should be able to, <laughs> I should be able to have a brand too, you know? And I, you know, just at the time I just had my son and, I was really just trying to find a way to transition, you know, out of the nightlife and um, having thrown parties in LA, I knew I could get my pieces to the right people. I knew the right people, um, but it was as, as tough or as easy as coming downtown to the garment district and learning how to make a long t-shirt, learning how to make a, a, a hoodie with zippers on the side and, you know, cut off sleeves and how to make a pattern and, you know, really was driven by the fact that I knew I, I knew that what I wanted didn't exist. And I knew that if I wanted it, there had to be other people like me that were looking for the same things that didn't exist in retail. Um, and so blew through a lot of money um, 
but I, you know, I just had a burning conviction that, you know, what I wanted to propose to the world was not out there. Yeah. So when I was first introduced to like the concept of you, I guess my friend explained it to me, like, this is, this is who everybody's dressing like right now. This is the guy. (laughs) (laughs) And this was about that era. This was about, you know, that tall T era and the hoodies with the zippers on the side and the whole nine and, but but I say that to say you've had a great impact on fashion on, you know, I guess what some people would call streetwear, but what people within our culture are looking like these days, when did you start to grasp that? Like, look, I've put my thumbprint on this and and how did you feel when, when you when you finally realized that? Oh, man, that's a good question. And I appreciate the props ahead of the question. I don't know that a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people are, are, are dressing like me. But it, again, it just goes to they're trying. They're trying really hard. <laughs> no, nah, man, it just, you know, I, I think I think it's a product of, um, you know, growing up in, in, in a lot of different cities, being exposed to a lot of different cultures, being being black, but, you know, of 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 somewhat mixed race. So not all the way, you know, fully black. So some, some black circles, I'm not black enough. Other circles, I'm not, you know, I'm not fitting in there. And so how, how does my fashion allow me to move in and out of different circles and just be accepted, you know, for who I am, you know? And, and I think a lot of what I attempt to do or try to do with my fashion is to relieve somebody else of their preconceived notions of who I may be because of my skin color when they see me. Hopefully my, my, my fashion disarms them of, you know, uh, what they may think about me. Um, not to say I, I don't want them to think anything good or bad. I just don't want them to have any opinion, you know? And so um, what I'm trying to do with my fashion really is to create something that's sophisticated elegant but at the same time like effortless you know and allows me to get up in the morning and go to the gym go take a lunch meeting come into the office you know all in the same outfit <laughs> mm-hmm. the, 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 the the versatility of of the la lifestyle now that that i'm living you know um and so um so yeah i mean i think Again, and I think it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's just like a lot of that is informed by, you know, athletes, you know, the um, the uh, effortlessness of the athletes that we watched kind of coming up. I think it's changed a little bit now where the tunnel is turned into a runway. (laughs) Cats are trying really, really hard. But back in the 90s, it was a little a little a little more effortless. Do you believe now designers' goals are to to collab with big brands like Nike, Adidas, Pumas? You think that's sort of the end goal for designers at this point? Streetwear designers? Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on 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 the individual. You know, I, I think you know when when the opportunity to collaborate with Nike came, um, that is like a twelve year old dream come true, right? You know, that's like, that's like something that you, that you tell the, you know, 13 year old self that, yo, we look what we get to do, man. We get to make our own sneaker. You know what I mean? I think, I think why most designers to kind of answer your question, Kev, why sneakers mean so much is usually that's your first kind of into fashion. You know what I mean? Like when you school shop in, you know, elementary school, junior high school, it's like, 
you know, let me get my kicks first, mom, before we hit, you know what I'm saying? Like most important has always been, you know, your sneakers. And so um, I think the Nike opportunity was like, you know, a 12 year old me like opportunity. And I think this new relationship now as we're entering into Adidas is more of kind of like how I see the future. You know, it's kind of like the modern day Jerry point of view. Um, and so, um, yeah, to answer your question, I think we all love sneakers just because it's usually our first um, literal foot into fashion. What's the idea with Adidas? I know, like I mentioned earlier, it's kind of vague and it's uh, some way it's an extension of fear of God. There's going to be fear of God athletics, correct? Yep. What is going into that? What is your what is your vision for what you want to do with this opportunity in this situation? Uh, my vision for our brand, Fear of God, has always been to have like three different pillars. You know, it's it's our luxury mainline, which is Fear of God. It's our accessible tier, which is essentials. Um, it, it was fog back in the day, but I felt like that felt dishonest. I felt like it felt like a takedown of the real thing. And I wanted to propose something authentic that could sit next to Fear of God, but was at an accessible price point. And then um, the athletics por portion of it now um, just kind of rounds out the trinity of, of the house of fear of God. You know, if, if I go to get dressed in the morning, I'm gonna throw some sneakers on, some sweats, a t-shirt, I might throw a blazer on. You know, my, my outfit is composed of like um, three different categories. And, I've, and I have an opinion in each one of those categories. And so athletics, allows us as a team fear of god to have an opinion um that's rooted in authenticity you know when when we went to nike um i was pretty headstrong about not coloring up something that existed and making something that was built for performance you know in the same way that i grew up loving jordan's it wasn't because any other reason than watching him play in a performance sneaker um and i felt like if I were to go to Adidas or Nike or anywhere to color up a sneaker, something about that just felt dishonest. It felt gimmicky. And so uh, the opportunity with Adidas to be able to, to build performance product um, that you could play in, work out in, train in, um, and that also completes the vision of, um, of the Fear of God aesthetic, um, uh, allowing our uh, fashion house, I guess, uh, to be in relationship with itself, so to speak, essentials, fear of God and athletics. Um, but then further, a step further and, and taking on the lead role of Adidas basketball, um, being able to uplift the category of basketball simultaneously as we uplift athletics, I felt um, I needed to have some type of creative say and what was happening within the category for fear of God to be successful. Is this something where you'll look to sign athletes to your athletic brand? Like, is, is that something you can foresee in the future? Yeah, hundred percent. Like, like signature shoes, those type of deals or yeah. just outfitting guys in your stuff. I mean, I think, I think eventually it could turn into signature shoes. I think right now um, I have a point of view that's not rooted around someone specifically um and so you know our hope is to you know have have a you know a handful of guys you know rocking our shoes in the court you know um and then as as we grow and we have the ability to 
start to diversify a little bit, we probably will, you know, add some signatures uh, down the line. That's dope. Ke- Kevin, you've gained mm-hmm. a reputation as a fashionable athlete in your own way. I always and, say that. No, I'll, I'm yeah, going to go ahead and say it. Yeah, like, I wouldn't say it like that, but, yeah, I get what you mean. Kev, you give hope to tall dudes that say, hey. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to do. <laughs> that's my you goal. Give, you give hope to all the tall dudes in the world that, hey, I, I can be fresh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like there's elements in what you do that are similar to what, what Jerry's saying here. You know, uh, you, you want to be comfortable. You want to wear these outfits in all these different spaces. We actually see you in your athletic field, right? Uh, is, is that kind of how you approach it as well? I remember joking with you on the LA road trip. Like, you showed up to the game in shorts and a hoodie, and I'm like, in, in dunks, bright-ass SB dunks. Yeah. And it's like, everybody's about to start doing this now. Like, what is your approach here? I feel like you know, the reason why I, lo- I love Jerry stuff so much that it's simple and it fits, my, it, it, you know, it fits me is just comfortable. And I think... That's really what my fashion style is at this point. It's just being comfortable and keeping it simple, you know. And I guess that uh, you know, that fits me the best. I mean, and and I can see it in a lot of other people. I mean, a lot more people are keeping it simple because a lot of these feel like a lot of these designers are coming with a lot of crazy, different, off the wall concepts and colors, and the ones that are keeping it basic are the ones that are winning. So yeah, that's that's really just. That fit, you know the style that fit me. I knew I knew Kev was a real one. The first time we like went somewhere, I didn't know what to wear. Like we were going out. I, I wore sweatpants, and then I get to the I get there. He's in sweatpants. I'm like, all right, cool. Like this, this guy's all right. Like, <laughs> so I knew I knew he was. We was on the same level with a lot of this shit. So I, I, I like what Kev does a lot in that space. I, mean, I think it's something about sweats, man, that just speaks again to that like effortless point of view, man. Like. When you see somebody trying, it it automatically they they lose cool points because they they thought they yeah. thought about it too much, you know. Mm-hmm. And at 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 it, if if you look like you put too much time into like how you are are dressing, um, something about that just just kind of is kind of anti cool in 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 my opinion. And I think as men like. We should be we should be too busy to have time to to be. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> but it it feels like, um, especially now coming into NBA arenas, it's turned into a a, a fashion show, mm-hmm. and who can get off the craziest outfits? I mean, in your opinion, Jerry, like what like what is your definition of fashion? I think fashion is different than style. I think style is like being able to um, express yourself effortlessly and clearly. Fashion sometimes um, convolutes like that message. You know, if you got style, you can present yourself in a way that, that speaks to who you are clearly. So when you walk in a room, people haven't almost have an, a, 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 an understanding of your character you know and so um fashion kind of convolutes that message and, and and gets in the way and i think that's one of the reasons why you know i love adidas because i feel like it allows it allows me to be me 
and it allows the sneakers to kind of like it's 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 like uh there's a level of like holy simplicity within the dna of adidas that allows your swag to enter the room before the sneakers enter the room and um that was one of the things that was like really uh, enticing and kind of like what kev said in line with like fear of god it just kind of is, is easy like we we allow our our customers to be themselves in in our pieces you know the the branding is is very minimal um it's all about shape proportion drape fit um but our the people wearing it take the front seat not necessarily the product Now you say shape, proportion, and fit, and I wonder, does your idea of creative juices, I guess, does it extend beyond fashion at some point? I was watching, I sent it to Kevin earlier, I was watching the famous Kanye interview with Zane Lowe, and he was talking about he wanted to do water bottles, right? And I remember at the time, I was laughing, like, this guy's crazy, like, what's his problem? And then the, as I, like, progressed myself in my field, and it's like, you hate to be pigeonholed in the way he clearly felt in that point. Do you feel that way? Because I feel like your the aesthetics you go and kind of like the minimalist factor that extends to other places. If you wanted to, do you ever want to get out of that box and do other things? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I'm renovating my house right now, and I got an opinion on everything about the house. <laughs> yeah, I imagine your house is like immaculately put together. It has yeah. to be right. I mean, this is actually like, you know, my, my first home, um, in all honesty. And so like, yeah, I mean, in, 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 in filling this house up and, and, and tearing down walls and selecting color and fabrics and shapes and, and, and learning how different, um, materials live together. Um, yeah, I, I feel convicted that, you know, if I wanted to do furniture that, I could have a point of view that's consistent with what we've been saying through clothing that could live through um, furniture as well. So I think, again, once you understand that playbook, once you understand what you're trying to say, I think it becomes easy for that point of view to live in whatever it is that you want to touch. Kev, do you get, do you feel pigeonholed in that way? Cause one of Kanye's things he was saying was, you know, he's he's so strictly labeled as a rapper or producer that when he wants to do shit like that, people are like, no, like, just make beats. I You have to go through that, right? As a, as an athlete, people know you as most, but I know you are creating all these other things on the side. Do you do you feel pigeonholed in that way? And how do you get through that when you do? Not really, because, I, I mean, I, I know what I bring to the world. You know, people see me as that every day. And I know that's that's my entry into the world is what I do on the basketball court, but <clears throat> I don't always have to bring what I'm creating on the side to the forefront, so, um, to the forefront, you know. So I don't I don't feel like, you know, I can still create on my own without telling anybody. I, so I still feel uh, that freedom, I guess, even though you know people know me for one thing. You know, I'm still doing other things on the side. They're not stopping me no matter what. But Bringing it to the forefront and focusing um, and putting as much focus on other things as basketball, I mean, at this point in my life, that's not the concern for me. So it really doesn't matter if people pigeonhole me. Yeah, I think Kevin said it perfectly. I think once you're creating, there's a level of fulfillment that comes with that that is independent of how other people feel about you or feel about what you're about. You know what I mean? And you, you could do that quietly. 
you know, you could do that without bringing it to the forefront and get the fulfillment of that exercise without having to share it to the world. I think when we get caught up in the world's opinion of who we are and what we're doing is when we lose our point of view and when we lose the uh, beauty of the real fulfillment of what creating is all about. Yeah, that's that's a lesson I'm learning as I grow more and, and create different things. It's like that first feeling when you share it with somebody really close to you, it's like, yo, what do you think of this thing? And they like it. It's way better than when it's public in public domain and you get these feedback. And it's it didn't always it wasn't always that way in my head. It used to be like, no, I need strangers to see this. And no. And now it's like I have these like minded individuals, you know, oh, if this person likes this, I know this is something here. I know this is dope. Jerry, one thing I want to ask you about is you keep mentioning like art and telling stories. And it's it's kind of crazy to me that clothing could be that I, I could see where somebody would look at clothing and say, well, that's, that's a great shirt, you know, but for you, it's deeper on top of that. You don't release on schedule. You don't release in season. I know this was born a little bit out of necessity, probably a little bit out of defiance, but you just kind of release when you're ready. It's like a musician to me. Yep. Um, yep. Did you see it in that same light? Like I've talked to artists who have, were waiting on their album for years and it's like, they have a timelessness to what they view their art. Do you see it the same way? Like, I can drop this whenever I'm ready and whenever I want. And, and why do you approach it that way? I, I, I approach it that way because my focus is on the product. You know, my focus isn't on the season, you know. And so when the product is ready and I feel convicted that it's ready to offer the world, all, all my bets are on what I'm making, not what time of year it is, <laughs> you know, mm. <laughs> you know it, not, not when retailers' budgets are open. Um, I, I've always been convicted that if you make something fresh, like that product will make room for you, you know, as you know, you're, you know, that's the biblical, your, your, your gift, your, your gifts will, will open doors for you, you know? And it's just like, let me honor the gift that I've been given and being able to create and create to the best of my ability with the resources that I have and trust that that product that I'm putting out into the world is going to make space for me. And that's just the way that we operate, you know, with, within fear of God. And yeah, yeah, you're right. Initially that was out of ignorance. I didn't know we needed to be on a fashion calendar. I just was making stuff and trying to, trying to hustle it, you know, but um, because I am self-taught, it, 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 it does take me a little longer to um, materialize some of these ideas in my head. How collaborative is the community of creators? Like, do you guys often talk and exchange ideas or, you know? We definitely don't exchange ideas. All the jacking (laughs) jacking that is going on now. I think, (laughs) you know, I've got some pretty tight homies that are in this space, you know, and I think you over time you realize who who's there for you and who's really for you independent of how their career is going. And I've been able to identify those individuals and and ironically our conversations are never about fashion you know we're not even talking about creative stuff you know we're talking about life kids family but it's it's the foundation of understanding that brings us together of that we're both you know in the same industry you know i mean i'm i'm sure a lot of the conversations with your teammates aren't always about who 
You know what I mean? And and so, uh, you know, yeah, we may talk about talk about it here and there, but you know, my my closest relationships with you know the cats that I know in fashion, you know, are are, are not about fashion. Is that true, Kev? I mean, I know that's something we say a lot on here. Let's not talk about work, but that has to be how it operates for you, right? You get around guys and you may exchange a couple words about a game or whatever, but you catching up, you talking family, you're talking video games, whatever you're doing. Is that how it works for you in the league? It, it works. It works that way. And I ask that question because it gets to a point where it's like, for example, Kyrie and I, we're always talking about the game. We're always talking about the history of the game, what we could have did in the game. I, I, so I often wonder if other industries, these guys share these type of, you know, have these type of relationships. Do you have those conversations with cats that are not on your team? Yeah, yeah. Other, not just, not just Kyrie. I mean, I could have used a better example. Other guys on different teams, we, you know, we, we had these high level basketball conversations along with, you know, the life conversations and, you know, everything outside of the game too. So I wondered if it's the same in, in, in every industry. Cause I asked a couple of people who came on the show that and some people had the same, most people had the same answer as you. And I would say to your point, if if I am talking to other creatives, that they're they're like high level conversations. You know, if I'm talking to Virgil, I'm talking about some nuances of what he has to deal with at L at, mm-hmm. at LV. You know, it's not about necessarily yeah. the product product kind of thing. It's kind of like yeah. the high level type of of of, of conversations or with, with my boy Kirby at Pure Moss. You know, it's what's going on at Reebok and how how is that going to help me navigate Adidas better? You know, we have those conversations for sure. Um, but very rarely about kind of like the dopeness of like the creative part of it. You know, I, I, I do have those conversations with, with my teammates, of course, and internally, um, but externally, um, you know, it, it, it is high level. I, I would say it's high level, similar to you. Your creative process is fairly mostly you, right? I feel like I've seen this where a lot of the designs are coming directly from you and then you have your team that helps bring that to life uh is that just like a selfish thing like you have a very specific vision for yourself not in a bad way but just like you know like beyonce said i'm sensitive about my shit right i design pieces that i want to wear and i if i were to design something that i wouldn't wear i would feel dishonest putting it into the marketplace so i think that is why so much of what we do here at Fear of God is, is, is somewhat of a reflection of my personal style because it goes through the lens of, hey, would I wear this? You know, and it's, and if it goes through that lens, then most likely it's gonna, you know, kind of look and feel like Jerry, you know? Mm. And so, <laughs> and, you know, you know, whether that's narcissistic or selfish, you know, maybe that, that is what it is, but that's, that's where my conviction lies. You know, my conviction is what I wear. And if I wouldn't wear it, I'm definitely not going to try and sell it, you know, but if I would wear it and I know that it would mix in with what I have at home, it just gives me the confidence that, you know, there are other people that would feel the same way. Oh, well, I ask because, you know, my entry into media is as a writer and it's such a solitary space. And I feel like what you do and it, it must be along the same lines, you know, like, these are all born in your head and you can almost get stubborn with working with others and stuff like that. Cause I know I do, and I'm slowly learning to work with other people and carrying out like bigger visions. And so I just intrigued because, you know, like you said, so much of it centers back at yourself. This is how I want to look. This is how, you know, things I would wear. 
and I know it's an interesting creative space to be in. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about too is you're one of the few people in recent memory who's made a like a, a basketball sneaker that's actually broken into the lifestyle space with the uh, with, with your Nike shoe. Why do you feel like so many new so many new sneakers aren't doing that? Is it just the way we're dressing now? Is it just you know people are focusing on performance? Like, what do you think it is with that? I mean, it's it's the reality is ninety percent of people that buy KDs ain't hooping. So why 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 are we not considering the ninety percent of people that aren't playing basketball and what their lifestyles look like as as much as we're as much as we're considering the the ten percent, you know, and so that's you know that's that's what I attempted to you know that's what I thought I was building with the Nike team is hey, let's just let's not we're not trying to make a shoe that crosses over, but let's just at least consider the off the kid kit kid throughout the entire process of development. How is this going to work with his jeans, or how is this going to work with his sweats, or how is this going to work with everything else? And not to take any of the performance capabilities away but just to consider both throughout the design process and i think that you know over the last 20 years it's been so performance focused that i I think you know the the industry has lost sight of the reality that the majority of these shoes just aren't worn um on the basketball courts yeah we've come up in similar areas you're a little older than me kevin but i remember like the anticipation of the new Jordan, the new basketball sneaker, and they would come out year by year. And I feel like it's almost lost and it's been replaced by, you know, these hype sneakers that people get into and they look dope as well. And I get it, but I kind of long for that idea of the new athletic sneaker that I also want to wear, you know, outside. I also want to wear to the mall when I walk around or whatever. And it's just, it intrigues me that guys are having, guys are struggling to break through in that way. So you haven't did it. It's like, who better to ask, right? Basketball space is tough. I mean, looking at Jordan's shoes, for for example, like he, how many colorways did Jordan release in one year? Like, it feels like I got to release like 20 colorways in a season. You know what I'm saying? It's just like you can, you can easily uh, get tired of a brand in a year at Nike at this point. But back then, it felt like Jordan was releasing his colorway, the Bulls, black, black, white, red. Once a, once a two two or three colorways and it just it just lasted the whole season. Now it just feels like too much going on in a, in that space on top. It was like a prestige too, right? Like there was yeah. a mystique to those shoes that you know. And Jordan was getting forty a night too, so that helped as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the designs help as well, man. There's a reason those things are still around and yeah. you know everybody's toying yeah. with them. And the Jordan One is just yeah. everywhere at the moment. And it, it, yeah, that's you know forty year old shoe at this point. Yep. Jerry, I want to go back to storytelling because I know your first few lines, they were they were real ripe with nostalgia and going back to your lifestyle. You know, you were band t-shirts and, and flannels and, and stuff you've seen coming up and even your baseball, your, your hats that you do, they're, they're set back in that as well. Like, why was that important to you to bring that to the forefront, that type of era of late 80s, early 90s and things you grew up on? Uh... I don't know if it was important to me. I think it was more authentic to me. It was me. It's, 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 it's the same reason I 
um, don't leave God out of the conversation. You know, I think the only the only way that I can authentically separate myself from the noise is to put every part of who I am into what I'm proposing to the world, whether that's, you know, a little Kurt Cobain, you know what I'm saying? It smells like stink, um, teen spirit next to method man or like all of these different influences are part of who I am. And so finding a way to understand the nuances of all these influences and put them in one product and say one thing, um, has been what I've been able to do over time because that's how I've had to present myself in order to move into certain circles when I was younger in high school, you know? I'm gonna go hang out with, you know, these kids listening to Pearl Jam and then I'm gonna go, you know, hoop, you know, play, you know, mess around with, you know, the basketball team and, you know, I, I gotta be versatile, you know? I, I gotta feel like I can fit in. I think that's something that we all wanna feel as humans. Um, and again, like all of those different things, just all of those things that were influencing me and things that I was attracted to, um, I wanted to show that in the way that I was um, expressing myself through fashion. Kev, do you consider how impactful Hooper seemed to be on fashion at the moment? Like, does, does that register with you as you have to go out and be seen as often as you are? No, it doesn't. I mean, our culture was never based on what we wore to the games, you know, it, it didn't feel like that to me. Um, but I understand that to, with, with social media and Instagram and we're, we're more seen on that stage and people want to know what we got on. So, I mean, it's definitely evolved over time, just like everything else, but it still feel like it's not the culture. To, it's not a part of the culture to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you know, fashion or style. I mean, it's all. It feel like it's always going to be about the hoops. So it's cool for now, but you know, you see a lot of guys just doing too much at this point. <laughs> you too, gangster KD. You gonna, you going? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just keep it simple, man. I know what I'm there to do. <laughs> You're keeping it two one hundred right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, what's it like seeing guys, you know, wear your stuff and and you you. Your brand has such a prestige now and a hype, they call it now, and you, it's permeated the NBA and hip-hop, and it's in all these spaces now that, you know, like you mentioned, you were in so many spaces yourself before. Uh, man, it's it's humbling, man, and, and you know, I'm, 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 I'm old enough now to know that it's never really been about me. It's about the next generation, and so I understand the responsibility that comes with the platform, um, and so I always keep keep that perspective, you know, and, um, you know, um, never getting too high, you know, um, under, understanding that, you know, there's only one person, the most high that I got to please. And, you know, fame is going to come and go. Fame is, fame is man-made. <laughs> so it can, it, it can, it can easily be taken away. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed that that I've experienced this at this this part of my life when I can understand it and have full perspective of of what it really is um, versus it 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 taking on a life beyond the reality of what it is. If that makes sense. Nah, it does. Do you feel like you'd be able to balance it that way? Had this happened ten years ago? Had it, you know, even when you're younger than that? Nah, man, I'd I'd have been turned up. 
I'd have been too tired. <laughs> I'd have been, I'd, I'd have been, I'd have been believing everything he was saying about dressing fresh, and I'd have been worried about that. <laughs> you know, when did you reach reach this point though, like this type of this mentality? Because it feels like you're just super locked in. At this, like, <laughs> when, like I feel like it's always an evolution of us as human beings. Like when you feel like you hit that point? I say like five years ago when I stopped drinking. You know, it was like five years ago. I was in a club in Miami. I think I was at like Club 11 or something, man. And I was like toe up and I had like a Fear of God t-shirt on. I went back to the hotel and I was like, you know, like how do you have a t-shirt that says Fear of God on the back living this lifestyle? You know, like, like at what point are you going to be consistently integral about who you are and what you claim to represent and i just had to make some serious changes in my life um and you know just kind of made some changes cut some things out um stopped doing certain things um and i realized that um the gift that i have was given from above and it could be you know taken at it at any moment if i didn't use it to i guess glorify the one that gave it to me and so um, you know, I just have to make some tough, not, not really tough decisions, but just necessary decisions. You know, I'm not, I'm not in this. Uh, I've never been a, a hype dude. I never bought a hype sneaker. I'm not in it for the hype. You know, I'm Jay-Z trying to, trying to be around forever. I'm playing for forever, you know? And so in order to do that, I just had to, you know, like KD said, man, get locked in and get in the gym. You know what I mean? So you took more of a, a spiritual approach to your work, to your craft after that? I, I wouldn't say I took a more spiritual approach. I, I just tried to like take a more honest approach. Like, 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 and, and you know, that came with me changing the name of our lower tier from fog to like essentials from FOG. Like, I don't want someone to buy something for me, feel like they're getting a watered down version of something else. How do I give you the best version at this price point? You know what I mean? Of what it is. Um, and so chasing honesty and everything that I do, chasing integrity and everything that I do, um, I think your gifts will get you in the door. I think it's your character that keeps you in there, you know? And so, you know, really just kind of like, you know, making those changes, man, you know, and it's, it's easy to get caught up in everything that comes along with it. But I've, I know that I'm not in this for those extra things. And so it's, it's at this point in my life, I, it's easy for me to, you know, to miss out or slide around some of those things that could, that could take me out. Being this locked in, are you able to kind of have leisure time still? You, you seem to be busy, like from the outside looking in, but there has to be time when you're able to relax. I know you have family, man, you have kids, you have nieces, nephews, the whole nine. Like, are you able to take that time to yourself as well? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a constant balance. It's a constant balance. Um, you know, definitely this heavy lift that's happening now with Adidas fully consuming my life um, <laughs> in the studio till, you know, 10 o'clock every, you know, every day. You know, under, understanding the calling and the responsibility of this opportunity, I don't take it lightly. Um, and I'm not a, I'm not a entertainer. You, you, you can't put my face on the side of something and expect for it to move. You know, it's just, 
tons of nuances and intangibles that go into that product that we uh, obsess over in order for it to do what it what it's supposed to do, you know, and never once do I think something's going to move because our brand name is on it. You know, I got, I got to do the work, you know, and, and what has me here is the work. I don't, I don't have a, a album that's going to get you excited about my product coming out. I don't have <laughs> a jump shot. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I probably could, I probably could, you know, jelly on KD, but yeah, you know. okay. <laughs> 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 hey, right, maybe, maybe fade away, maybe fade away. Right, that's better. <laughs> you got, you got to sneak the jumper up real early. <laughs> but, yeah, like I don't, I don't have that, man. It, it depends on my, you know what I'm saying? It depends on the craft, so I got to focus on the craft, you know. Yeah, I could in 2K though. My 2K dude is 99, man. Yo, I'm locked in on 2K. I don't know if you want that either. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, all things hoop. I'm with it. Oh man, that's what I love about you, man. Like I've I've always had, I've always had so much res- respect you. for the way you approach the game. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. I was at the game in Cleveland, man. When you hit that three, uh which year? Oh, <laughs> I don't know what year it was. It was D three. It was t- it was probably 2018 because I had two threes. It was the two. nail in the coffin. You came down yeah. on the left left side of the court, nail in the coffin. Like yeah, I think I remember seeing you walking on the side on the baseline or something. Oh man, like, it was a star studded event there that night. <laughs> that I'll never forget that moment, man. Like that was that was just so G. I appreciate that, man. Hey, how did that? How did that feel? What did that? What did that feel like, bro? So liberating. It's like, cause I practiced that shot so many times, and it's like I missed it a bunch in games before, and times that that stuck out to me. And then I was like, fuck, I finally made one. You know, for it to be the biggest shot of the season, I was just like, man, all that work. You know, you think about all that work you put in when you you achieve some success. So yeah, it was. You know the feeling, man. It was it was one of those amazing. Amazing times. Were you, you able to enjoy that in the moment? Y'all still got time left in that game. Like, it's like, you know, you're so locked in, too. Like, you're so focused. You able to feel that in the moment? Or are you like, does this happen 20 minutes later in the locker room? Like, oh, shit. Like, I did that. So, I was probably about eight, nine years in the league. At that point, I understood how fast the game transitions from each end and how to mm-hmm. get excited <laughs> when <you wanna play laughs> and when to let it go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I yeah, was excited yeah. on a little hop back. And then once I turned around and get ready for defense, I was like, all right, I know exactly how that shot's going to live for the rest of my life. So now I could just dispose of it and get ready for the next possession. That's really how I was thinking. Because <laughs> I knew how big that moment was. I was a nail in the coffin, man. I was like, wow i can't believe i got to experience this i was like right there i was like oh my god and i i flew in and out i flew out there just for the night i came out there dolo went to the game dolo i was well, like man fine. i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> treat myself i'm gonna treat myself you know i'm gonna go out here go to the game you know and i, I i'll never i'll never forget that experience and seeing that moment because you you literally took the air out of the entire city like the entire city was just you could hear a pin drop after that shot it was like you just like crushed all of cleveland it was it was insane man like i'll never forget that moment yeah that was probably the best feeling <laughs> that was the best feeling. quiet in the crowd like that mm-hmm. and shutting oh, them up man. and then oh, seeing was- how 
Seeing him lead the arena like that, it was just incredible. Damn. You brought back some memories with that one. <laughs> <laughs> the place was on a trillion. They was on yeah. 10. Yeah. So so for you to like just take it out like that, I was like, oh, man. That felt good. Y'all better put some Birdman on KD's name. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got it then, man. I think you got it. Yeah. That might have been. Yeah. I, I'm a, I seen Kobe do that in sack before, and I remember like – I remember at the time I was in high school and I remember like I've never seen the energy just leave a place like this. 17,000 people and just people were crying. People were walking out the building crying. Was, I couldn't believe one person could do that to that many people. It was nuts. <laughs> Sports is a wild thing, man. You get so invested so fast. We need them crowds back, man. One of these yeah, days when do. it's safe and all that good we stuff. Do. For sure. But it's lacking. Jerry, one thing I wonder about you, you – your brand has set so many trends, whether it was, you know, the, the the hoodies with the zippers we mentioned earlier, or I remember seeing joggers on Nipsey with long drawstrings and just yeah. like, and then seeing them everywhere. Yep. Uh, somebody who sets trends like that, is, is that imitation flattery for you? Or is it like, yo, like, come on, you know, your stuff's pop, stuff that's meant to be your stuff is popping up in chain stores and it's all over the place. Is it irritating in a way? I think initially it was tough for me to swallow. But then, you know, I know I know where the ideas came from. And so I I know that I can come up with another one. You know, if 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 I was a one hit wonder, I'd be worried about it. But, you know, I got you know, I got a spin move to go with that fadeaway, you know. <laughs> so you know, it it's just it it's kind of what Katie said, man. It's just like you got to constantly stay locked in, you know, you got to constantly stay locked in because yeah, I mean, these style styles is getting jacked constantly and, you know, new brands popping up and, um, you know, um, not that I feel like I'm competing with new brands, but I just want to further and further differentiate myself so that, you know, when you see fear of God, you know, it's fear of God, you know? And so, um, you know, that's kind of where I am now is like, how, how am I, how am I through construction and through development, like creating pieces that when people see them, they know that they're from our house and they know that it's not a, a replica, you know, because back in the day, like you said, like, like them track pants, man, like them things, it's all over Atlanta and I didn't see a dime. I was like, God, <laughs> dang, like, <laughs> so, you know. It is what it is. Nipsey, I'll talk about Nipsey real quick because I know that's someone who helped push the brand. Uh, maybe not officially, right? But he was he's had a huge impact, and you ended up doing a like a collaborative, commemorative hoodie T-shirt uh, line real quick after hit pass. What was your guys' relationship like, and his relationship with the brand? Oh man, he came by. We had a um, a pop up at Maxfield, and we met for the first time. He came by with with Lauren. Um, and, uh, man, just one of the most humble individuals you, you'd ever meet. Um, and I went to grab a bunch of stuff for him and, you know, he just insisted on paying for everything. He wouldn't take a discount, you know, really was, um, you know, I want to support you, you know, I believe in what you're doing. I want to support you. And we just like connected like immediately. You know, and I, I started talking to him and this is, I was probably like maybe 
maybe like a year or two sober at that time. We were talking about that. He was saying how he was trying to, you know, stop smoking. And, you know, we were, we were, we were young fathers and, you know, trying to just transition, you know, I'm trying to transition out of the club and, you know, things that I've, you know, been into and he's trying to transition, you know, from another lifestyle as well. And, you know, just being black men and understanding what it's like to be out of the forefront in our respective industries um, with no other intention other than to pave a way for people behind us. We just had a, uh, you know, a very strong connection, you know, and when you, when you meet those people that are like you, you know, you, not a lot has to be said, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just there. And so when we did the collection, you know, I had his brother, Sam came down and, um, and, and, and JP, um, and, you know, worked on the placements and we, we had a big Crenshaw, like reflective hit on the back of the hoodie. And his brother was like, no, we got to do it, you know, this way, tackle twill, it needs to be placed here. Um, and just the nuances of, making sure the hoodie was exactly what it needed to be to honor him and having his brother do that, you know, with me, like just gave me the reassurance that, you know, this platform that I've been given again, isn't about me. And, um, you know, th those are the moments that, you know, keep you going when you're able to honor someone like that and, and, and provide, you know, uh, through our donation to to his seeds, you know, um, just to, in, in in a small way, you know, and so that was that was an amazing experience. That number one, that the family allowed us to do it, and and then two, that they even got in the weeds with us, making sure it was, you know, what it needed to be to to fully represent who he was. So um, that was uh, that was a good experience, man. That blue Crenshaw hoodie, man. I'm still trying to track one down. That was, that thing is perfect. That thing is perfect. You got the guy on the phone for it right here. KK slick with it, KK. I'll put the XL in the mail, man. I got you. I'll put the XL in the mail. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Appreciate you. So, what do you got going forward? You have a bunch of big things going on. Obviously, we already talked about Adidas, and you're dropping, you just dropped pieces from the seventh collection as well. And I know you work years in advance. Like, what do you got going forward that we need to be on the lookout for? We're always trying to catch it when we can with the drops. I know hype culture now is like, shit, your shit is gone in seconds and we got to track it down. But what do you got going on, you know, going forward this year and, and beyond? Um, right now, honestly, man, I'm focused on this Adidas, you know, just like, you know, palate cleanse, you know, um, just redirecting the category, man. Redirecting the basketball category is like just what I've been consumed and obsessed with. And so um, that's that's where our focus has been. And, you know, we've, uh, we're getting ready to launch Essentials Kids here in the next like month and a half, uh, uh, working on women's, our first women's collection uh, later on this year. Um, got a fragrance on the way out. Uh, we got some other collaborations I can't can't really speak on. Um, just just trying to you know keep this thing moving, man. Just trying to keep this thing moving, and I think the 
the whole goal of landing this Adidas relationship was to finally get to a place where we can be in relationship with ourselves as a company where we don't have to collab. You know what I mean? Or we could, you know, do a sneaker in athletics and we could do a hoodie in essentials and $3,000 overcoat in mainline. And we don't have to leave our, our home in order to express ourselves, you know, and that was the, the whole point and what I felt was so important for us to have this third pillar of the, of the company, you know, just how, how, how are we in relationship with ourselves without having to, be in constant collaboration or relationship outside of of what we have going on here so now thank thank god i'm just focused on everything that we have happening inside um but yeah man it's trying to keep this thing going man it's trying to break the barriers and you know kids of colors minds of, of what's possible for their lives you know um and uh you know for, for everyone you know and obviously i have a heart for kids of color because i am of color um and it's it's also us that has the barriers that we don't have representation ahead of us that are doing certain things so we just by default don't think that we can play in certain areas and so i'm just trying to kick down as many doors as possible man yeah that's something me and kevin talked about all the time you know just kind of showing people that we we came up with this idea you know, athlete, rapper, one or the other. That's the only way to make it and to really be big. And I love that all these doors are opening and all these people are focused on showing people like my brother and my son that, you know, you you, you don't have to do that. You could do this. You could be a journalist. You could, you could have a fashion house. You could be a million different things and be just as impactful and as important as, you know, the athletes and the rappers. So I, it's dope. It's dope to hear that from you and to hear that that's part of your focus. So... We appreciate having you here, man. You're, you're one of the people we wanted to talk to the most. Shout out to your brother, again, for helping us do this. And my man, Blue, back in SAC. Born in SAC. I was born in SAC as well. So it was all, it was, it was. Oh, that's amazing. It's amazing when I learned that. I was like, really? And I know you've moved around a ton and you have roots everywhere. But I was like, oh, that's crazy. And, uh, you know, your, your, yeah. your, your brother knows a bunch of guys I know out there. And so it's nice to see things come full circle that way. Oh, cool. I'm about, to, I'm about to hit him up, man. Yeah. I'm about to hit him up. My parents are back in SAC now, so, um, but yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, that's real dope. So thank you for being here, man, giving us your time. Man, and appreciate you. I know Kevin isn't allowed to get none of the Adidas stuff, but I will give you my address. You can send his pack to me. I'll give you my sizes. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Let me join this art pieces now, man. So Nike, if you, if you listen to this, this is art pieces that I'm doing. This is that. It has nothing to do with y'all. All right? This man is a legend, so I have um, to cop. I appreciate the love, man. But appreciate you, bro. Thanks for everything, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for what you do for this universe, man, because it's, it's, it's deep. I appreciate you. You too. Love it, man. Love to see a plan come together for somebody like yourself. Such a great, genuine person. So, again, thanks for being here, man. Thank you. Thank you both. I appreciate y'all.